I'd say one of the two major heartbeats of Manchester is music, the other being football. It's such a pleasure to be a part of this and to be a part of such a, a you know, such a great community. I guess it's um, like a family base now, isn't it? It's just having that, I think, support and you can just see other people around you that need you as much as you need them. You know, the fitness side's a massive bonus. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to go and just make some new mates, and I have. They're all part of it because they've all promoted what we're about and that whole ethos, which is which is amazing. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Sundays podcast. Now, the podcast has been a little bit of a break over the summer. The last episode we recorded was back in April, and this one's going out in September. But that's not to say that we haven't been very, very busy here at Happy Sundays HQ. We have had a very successful summer party that we held at the Jolly Butcher Pub with his show. We very recently launched a brand new class, it's Family Fitness, taking place every fortnight, information of which you can get on our website. We've had a series of friendlies, both home and away, the last one of which is coming up in October. And we've also now had to move our football sessions to a different time and venue, and again, you can get information on that on our website. But the podcast is back, and we are hoping to give you more episodes over the coming months. Now, one thing that I noticed when I was sort of going through the first four episodes of the podcast is that they are very male-dominated, uh, and I realised that that had to change a little bit, really. We need to get a little bit of a female perspective on things, especially because one other thing that happened over the summer was England held a very successful uh, Women's European Championship. It was very successful in two ways. One was because it was really, really well attended, and it really raised the profile of women's football. And the second reason was because England went and won it. Uh, the Lionesses were, of course, uh, European champions. Uh, and on the back of that, we thought, you know, we need to get somebody on that who can sort of tell us what that win means for them and what they hope it will mean for women's football going forward. So in order to do that, I, I reached out to friend of the show, friend of Happy Sundays, uh, Charlotte Wilkins. Now, Charlotte plays for a team called New Ground United in the Alternative Football League in Manchester. And again, Charlotte will explain all about that within the podcast. Uh, but not only that, she's also a massive, massive football fan herself. Big, big advocate of women's football. Massive Manchester City fan. And also a massive England fan. Uh, so much so that she actually went to every single game the Lionesses played in the tournament. All the way through from the group stage right up to the final that was held at Wembley. So we thought it'd be great to get her on to give us a little bit of uh, first-hand experience, again, as I mentioned before, of what that tournament meant to her and what she thinks or what she hopes the success of the Lionesses will hold for future generations because it's so important that on the back of it, future generations of, of girls, of young girls, are able to go out and play football and have the same opportunities that boys and that lads and men have. Now, of course, we do try and do our bit here at Happy Sundays. We have a very, very successful ladies' session. Uh, you can find out all about that on our social media and our website. And not only that, but, you know, we do try and network with other teams, uh, one of which is New Ground United, uh, who Charlotte plays for. And we also try and sort out tickets for the WSL games. It's proven hard to do that now, though, because the WSL is back and it's bigger than ever. And on the back of the, the Lioness's success, it also means that attendances. Uh, have increased in that uh, so it is actually quite difficult to get tickets but we are going to try our best uh, to get to some more WSL games across the season as I've said in previous editions uh, if you've got any suggestions for the podcast if you want to come down to any sessions you want to be part of the social side of it or you just want to you know find out more about what we're about feel free to reach out either on social media or through our website I will put the relevant handles and links in the episode description 
So this is the chat that I had with Charlotte on the back of the Lioness's success, and I hope you enjoy. So Charlotte Wilkins, welcome to the Happy Sundays podcast. Uh, very, very nice to have you, Aya. Thank you very much for doing this with us as well. Really appreciate it. Happy to be on. I've had the pleasure of playing against Happy Sundays with um, New Grand United. And I think you're a fantastic organisation, not just football club. You're doing so much for the community. So it's great to be talking to you. That's not a problem at all. You just mentioned, obviously, you played against us for, for New Grand United. And obviously, we'll go into that sort of stuff a little bit later. Yeah. But before all of that, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that this sort of setting, like a podcast setting, isn't all too unfamiliar to you. I believe that you're an editor, is it, for Manchester City Women's Fancast. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I um, I helped last season as an editor, so talking isn't quite familiar for me because I'm quite, I'm honest, like I've only been following football for a while, so I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I enjoy listening to podcasts. And I think when I found the women's game, there weren't podcasts out there. I think we need podcasts out there for people to who can't get to games feel like they're included and also keep in touch with what's going on in the women's game but yeah i do help out on the um, podcast as well so yeah so you're usually on the other side then so this is the first time you've been behind the mic then essentially yeah, we're, yeah a bit <laughs> nervous but it'll be fine it's a it's a welcoming environment here i'll hopefully make you not feel too nervous and we'll uh, hopefully again get quite a bit out of you for this podcast here now so as you mentioned before obviously you you've been playing for for new ground united you played against happy sundays as well but before we get like into all that sort of thing as i mentioned to you so before we start recording i've got a lot of notes here that i got through well the way that i put it and not to sound weird to anybody before i just put it out there but i put it that i stalked her instagram account last night which is what i had to do to get my notes sorted before anyone thinks i'm weird but i had to i had to get some notes down now anybody who because we're recording this again just to give it a bit of background i'll, I'll explain this in the in the uh, in the introduction as well but we're recording this sort of hot on the heels of the lioness's incredible victory on sunday against germany to become European champions, which was absolutely incredible. And the reason I mention that is because obviously if anyone was to go on your Instagram account, they would be insanely jealous of you over the past month because you have been to every Lionesses game as part of that tournament. Isn't that right? Yeah, I, I booked the tickets last year, last July, and I thought I'm going to book every route to the final. And then I last July, I bought tickets to the final. It was the men's Euros, and I was just like, I want to go to all the games next year. It's going to be fantastic. And bought the final ticket and thought, you know what? I think we're going to, I think we're going to get there and just, just had the best summer of my life. <laughs> yeah, I can. I mean, as I say, you know, I was lucky through and, uh, I've seen bits and bobs that's been shared like through, through through TikTok and obviously through through Instagram as well. It's just, I mean, I'm so jealous. I really am. I'm so jealous of the fact that you went to every single game, even Wembley on Sunday. I mean, that must have been absolutely incredible, the atmosphere on Sunday. Yeah, every time I see posts about it now and I just get emotional because I just, I can't believe it happened and I'm just so lucky to to have been able to go, I feel like, because I feel like it was such a sellout and oh, it was just an amazing month and Wembley I just was a, just a blur now because I just can't remember everything I was just so worried and and nervous for the game but I, the ending was just the best I could ever hope for I was I was going to ask you then if you could try try in your own words to, to sort of sum up how how it felt but I think you just said then that every time I think of it it just gets yeah. so emotional and I don't want you to burst into tears or anything just sort of like now you've had a few days to like process it because you said obviously 
you can't really believe that it happened but now you've had a few days to sort of process it has it really sort of sunk in yet that the team that you follow that you love your country are European champions I don't, think, I don't know when it'll sink in because at Wembley I, I, when Germany scored I thought that's it we're not winning the Euros and then for Chloe Kelly Again, I'll get emotional, but because I follow her at City, she only played five games for City last season. And for her to come back from an ACL injury and score the winning goal at the Euros, it just gives me goosebumps. And I just, I think when I see Chloe Kelly at Manchester City, I don't even, she's just a different person now to me. It's just so emotional. And I don't know when it'll sink in, probably when we get sell out crowds at the WSL next season and the fact they've announced another Lioness game and it's sold out in 24 mm. hours. Like we've never ever had that before. And now I'm like, I'm struggling to get tickets. I bought all mine last year and now I'm gonna have to join the queue for tickets. Um, <laughs> you're like, you're like one of them, aren't you? Like I was there at the start, like I did. I, did. I mean, I've only been, I started after the Women's World Cup in 2019. So I'm fairly new to it. And then, um, you know, lockdown happened and it's not even been a year since women's fans could go to games. I think, Maybe towards the end of Premier League 2021 mm. season, fans could go back. But for the women, we can go to any games in the 2021 season. And it's such a big part of your life to not be able to go to games. It was, you know, struggled with mental health and things like that. And, you know, going to a football game, it sounds silly, but it was such a big part of your life to have it gone for 18 months. We've not even been a year after COVID and being able to go back to games that I just thought I'm going to go to every game I can and that's how I'm going to be now. <laughs> so when, so you obviously mentioned about going to games then, so when was the first game that you went to, like either as a fan or just sort of being dragged along or anything like that, when when did your interest sort of start then in the, in not just in the women's game, but in football in general? Yeah, I'm, I'm very new to football. Um, like growing up, my parents aren't into football. I've not got an older sibling who are into football. Funny enough, my uncle and granddad are the only football fans, really. Like, they're United fans, so I grew up a United fan, really. Uh, funny enough. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it was the it was the Men's World Cup in 2018. It was such a fantastic 20, summer 2018. And then I was like, when's the Women's World Cup? And then my first game was in France at the Women's World Cup, England v uh, Japan. And then I was like, I live in Manchester. I should just go to more women's games. and. And yeah, I grew up a United fan, but for me, living in Manchester, they play in late. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to follow Man City because they've got all the England players I want to see. And that was that was how it happened, really. Just fell in love with the game and going to games. And I used to go to games by myself and I've met all these people, you know, new friends and new life, really. <laughs> I just want to rewind a little bit because you said your first game was in France. Now, that's, I mean, that's, that's mad. Um, for want of a better word, how how come it was how come it was in France? I don't know. I I I think I was. I just was thought. I never really was. I was knew the World Cup was happening. I wanted to go to a game, and then it was like a thirty pound flight, and I thought, and it was like a twenty euro ticket, and I thought I'm gonna go. I don't know. I was, I was gonna. I weren't sure what team to support because I did grow up a United fan. I didn't really know the players, but I, I was thought I'm following the World Cup. Watched all the World Cup games. I want to go to the World Cup. And then it just it just happened. It's it's mad to think that my first game was away at France in the World Cup, but just how it how it ended up being. <laughs> if you could do it, you might as well do it, eh? I mean, that's yeah. that's real. That's I'm, again, I'm jealous of you going to all Lionesses game. I'm jealous of doing that. I mean, the the, the furthest I've ever been for a game is Wembley. So it's a year to go over to France yeah. for, a, for your first one as well for your first taste of, of, of football. That's that's incredible. Looking back now then, so obviously you've been to a lot of games in England and obviously your very, very first one was in France. Is there a big difference sort of like in either the atmosphere or 
the overall sort of match day experience that, that you've sort of noticed? Yeah, the crowds are getting a lot bigger. I mean, even, you know, we struggled still at Manchester City. We struggled to get crowds more than a thousand people. So I'm hoping, you know, after this Euros, we really do need to push the attendance of the Women's Super League. And even the England games, you know, I went to the, a few of the Arnold Clark Cup games in February and they weren't sellouts. Um, so it's, it's, it's crazy to see how, how hopefully this Euros will help the attendances and and yeah, the, the women's game, going to games hasn't really changed. It's mainly families. It's, you know, you don't hear people swearing. You've not got people who are racist. You've not got people who are homophobic. It's just a family atmosphere who enjoys singing. We have the drum. If you don't want to sit there the drum, you can sit further down. Usually it's unreserved seating as well, which is nice. You can just sit where you want. But it is getting a bit more crazy with the fans and the kids <laughs> holding the signs, can I have your shirt? And I'm like, oh, the poor players are not going to... Because the players come over after the game and speak to fans and... And I really hope that's something that doesn't disappear in the women's game. Of course, sellout grounds is going to be impossible, but yeah, a few of these signs that the kids make is a bit a bit annoying, but it's fine. It's going to be part of the game, in it? So, yeah. Obviously, you know, you said before that Sunday made you very, very emotional. We saw as well a lot of ex-players who were covering the game, the likes of Farrah Williams, Alex Scott. They were in tears as well, just because of what it meant to them. Obviously, growing up, they weren't really allowed to play football. And again, we'll, we'll go into that in terms of your own experiences of that in a second. So they were obviously very emotional, not just because of England women, but because of what it means going forward in terms of like women's football being recognised and acknowledged amongst a wider crowd. And because of this new generation, as you just sort of mentioned there, they won't be excluded from football. So what sort of legacy, I mean, you touched on it a little bit already, but what sort of legacy did you hope to see going forwards from this, this England win and from obviously having a home European Championship and winning it as well? Yeah, the Lionesses have said from the beginning they want to inspire the next generation. And actually today, the 3rd of August, they've put a statement out to the government saying they want girls to be able to play mm. football in PA. I think it's like 68% of girls can't play football in schools. Yeah, 63%. I, I saw that before. I saw the letter. Um, it's 63, sorry, yeah. Oh, that shocked me, that. I mean, only 63%. Mm. It's, I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it needs to be higher, don't it? It needs to be higher. Yeah, and it was interesting how they said, you know, they want, was it two hours of PE a week or two weeks? Um, and then they want to encourage female PE teachers as well. I went to an all-girls school, so I had um, female PE teachers, but I can't imagine not having female PE teachers, mm. if you know what I mean, growing up, especially as a young girl. But I went to an all-girls school and we never played we never played football in PE. And PE was my favourite subject. I was quite sporty when I was younger and the massive influence from the Commonwealth Games in 2002, which was 20 mm. years ago, brought a lot of athletics to Manchester. So I used to go to quite a lot of athletics clubs in the summer and stuff, but never football. Um, there was girls in my school that played football outside of school, but not mm. in PA. And I loved netball growing up. I was part of the netball school team. I played netball outside of school. And I play netball now. I kind of love it more than football because I can play it. I'm, I'm kind of good at it. Like, I can play it compared to football. I'm not, I'm not good at it. So um, I just wish, you know, if we played football one day in PA, would I love it more than I love mm. netball right now and be as good as I am now at netball? Like, um, who knows? It's really unfortunate that um, girls aren't, you know, allowed to play football. So it's funny you mentioned that about about obviously playing netball and whatnot because we had a member of our ladies team, Lucy Abbott. She was on BBC Radio Manchester this afternoon speaking to Mike Sweeney. And she mentioned that she went to New Orleans Green High School at Willingshaw. And every year, they used to do something called Interform. I don't know whether you, you know about this at all, but it's basically where every single form, every single class in each form would play each other in a football tournament. Now... The lads would do that for football, but the girls would have to go away and do that for netball instead. As she said in, in when she was speaking to um to Mike on, on Radio Manchester, 
I went to New Old Green um, High School and we used to have interform at the end of every year. So each form would play each other, but they'd split the boys into one team and the girls into another. And each form would play off and then you'd have a final and one of the forms would win. But the girls had to play netball in interform, not football. The girls were not allowed under any circumstances to play football. And I remember specifically saying how unfair it was um, and that, you know, if I couldn't play football, I wasn't playing. And I ended up with a lunchtime detention because of it. Well, and the teacher basically said, you play netball or you play nothing. It just highlights really that the opportunity, certainly for, for Lucy when she was mentioning that, just wasn't there at all. Did you encounter anything? So you mentioned it then, but was there anything, obviously, in that girl's school? You said that outside of school, there was some opportunities. Within the school, was there just no no football at all? Was it even mentioned? Just purely netball? You know what? Like, I don't remember ever seeing a football in the PE locker. Oh. Um, I mentioned about the Commonwealth Games. It was such an impact on Manchester. Like, we had the volleyball and netball, and that's all we would play on athletics and stuff like that. And like I said, like my first question when I speak to someone who plays football is a woman, I always ask, how did you get into it? Because like I said, my parents were into football. I'm the oldest sibling. I didn't have an older brother or an older sister. So I didn't really care about football growing up. But if mm. I did, I would have been upset that I wouldn't be able to play it at school and won't be able to play with my schoolmates and, you know, learn about it and play. Like it has to be an after, after school club, on mm. it? But my parents really were into it. So they weren't really going to put me into football, <laughs> but... Yeah, at 28, I started playing football, so it's ne <laughs> never too late. Exactly. I was just about to say exactly the same thing. It's never too late. And I think that's, you know, each podcast that we've recorded, for this is the fifth episode that we've recorded now, there's been an overriding message in each one. And I think if that's the overriding message from your one, then what a great message to put out there. It's never too late to get into football, no matter your age. And we always say this for Happy Sundays, no matter your age, your race, or even your gender, your ability, your fitness level, anything like that, you can come down, come to a session, and you can enjoy it. And I know that's, I know that's something that in the teams that you're involved in, that's something that's very much sort of echoed in that. So tell us a little bit more about the teams that you are involved in. So I believe there's two. So you mentioned one, which is Newgrounds United and Manchester Laces as well, is it? Yeah, Manchester Laces is how like Newgrounds sort of formed. Is end of like when lockdown started opening up last um, April, I did want to start joining a team again, somewhere to be social and fitness as well and I was looking at joining a netball team and then I knew someone um, Helen who was setting up Manchester Laces she said why don't you come and try it out and I, thought, I never thought me play football I enjoyed watching it but never thought about playing football and like I said like, April, like January to April 2021 was really difficult lockdown you know it was dark couldn't really exercise especially as a woman it was dark mm -hmm. at night I was scared to go and do any sort of exercising and, and you know it was quite a lonely time in my life uh, working from home as well especially and I did want to make new friends and meet new people and it was exactly what I needed. And I thought, you know what, I've not exercised in four months. I'm probably not going to be very fit either, but you just need somewhere that's welcoming and open and safe and inclusive mm. for everyone. Um, so that's how I joined Manchester Laces. And then they um, wanted to create um, a league, the AF League. So we all put our names as individual mm. players and then we all got joined together as Newground to play in this league that we play in now so um yeah it, it was exactly what i needed because i was quite lonely i was unfit and i it was perfect for me it really changed my mm. confidence and it's, it's crazy how just playing football and one you know one to two hours a week where you're not on your phone not at a computer screen and just social and you know being active is the best yeah. thing for me it's good for my mental health it's good for my physical health it just ticked all the boxes and made me so confident because i am quite a shy person mm -hmm. <laughs> funny enough so 
being able to go to football games and play football is just the main part of my life and makes me so happy and um, I couldn't recommend it for anyone you know if you are feeling low on yourself come to a football session in mm. Manchester and you'll meet so many new people and it's great for clubs like Manchester Laces and Happy Sundays who are so safe and inclusive and you're not you're not going to have people shouting at you and especially like you said if any age you are any fitness you are any level you are you should be able to be you know find somewhere in your local area to go and play exactly yeah again really really good message to get out there to, the, to everybody to, who's listening in who's thinking about maybe getting back into the sport especially on the back of the lioness's win there's going to be a lot of people out there a lot of women out there especially who want to get back into the sport and start playing again and you know hearing something like that straight from somebody who's been there and done it and and you know as uh, as well the t-shirt if you like be, being out there and, and doing it and, and being part of it is exactly what it's all about and we as i said you know manchester laces is just one of many that's popping up inclusive incentives football or sport incentives that are out there and we would encourage anybody to go along and give them a go so let's just go back then to uh, if we can just let's talk a little bit more about the euros so you went to every single Lionesses game. You covered the length and breadth of the country. Aside from the final then, so obviously the final was like the massive highlight for everybody who, who was following that tournament. But aside from the final, what was your favourite game that you went to? Oh, probably probably my favourite games probably were England games just because I was a neutral and didn't care. I cared so much about the <laughs> England game. So probably like Sweden, Netherlands. Like it was such a fair tournament. Like countries like Italy and Portugal are quite low rated, but they still managed to score against Portugal. Netherlands and things. So it was just a great tournament. It felt equal. Um, like all teams were sort of, you know, competing at the same level. So probably like seeing countries like Italy and Portugal score against big countries and celebrating with their fans and meeting people from other countries. Like I met um, a Sweden girl who um, doesn't even watch WSL, but she follows Sweden as like I follow the Lionesses. And it was just good to connect with people from other countries and, and see how what the women's like women's game is like in their country and yeah, yeah meet people i never thought i'd ever meet you know some norway fans yeah. some swedish fans yeah it was great great summer so who did you go to the games with did you go on your own and end up sort of being able to network with those people or did you have somebody come with you initially i know like one or two other people that went to games but that's the thing like don't let anyone stop you if you want to go to a football game and you can't find anyone just go because you will meet people i'm quite a shy person i managed to speak to people who don't speak english like and i had a great time you know i recently got my first car so just that was just like the ticking point i'm gonna go drive to southampton by myself and go and see Norway v Northern Ireland and have the best time. And that's what I did. And I just bought a ticket for every single game I could go to, which ended up being a game every single day of the tournament. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, especially like, like I said, this time last year, it was the men's Euros. We couldn't go to games. You know, there's so many players that I mm. wanted to go see, but I couldn't because, it, you know, it was lockdown. Manchester, you know, when things opened up, we couldn't get to games still because mm. we were still in the high tier. And, you know, 18 months later, finally going to games, I thought, that's it. Nothing's stopping me anymore. The government's not <laughs> stopping me. No one's stopping me. If you want to go to a game by yourself, go for it. You'll meet people and you'll enjoy it. And the players are so grateful for you to come to the games. After the game, they all come over to you, say thank you, take selfies, give wow. your shirt if you're lucky. But... Uh, yeah, I had the best tournament and I just thought, I knew a few people, but I did yeah. go to quite a few games for myself. New people, talk to people, um, just put myself yeah. out there and meet new people was what I needed, to be honest. You mentioned then about like literally, you said then you literally just got in your car, drove to Southampton, your own. So that was one, that was what my next question was going to be like, how much planning was the much planning going to games? Or was it just literally like, as you said, that's it, I'm going to buy as many tickets as I can, just go. 
was there literally just that idea or was it was there like an actual like proper itinerary that you that you sort of stuck to for for the tournament we literally probably booked started out at the beginning of june i had, had all my england stuff started and then getting um a car was just like the main thing and he's mentioned as well like women's tickets are affordable mm. you know i for, apart from the england games they have gone up in price around 40 pounds for the england game but these other countries you're talking about 15 pounds for a ticket maybe less that's a good mm. seat you could probably get it for 10 8 pound as well so this is why it's affordable um and then i think i started buying other tickets i think they did the draw in april oh there's a siren going past i don't know if you can hear it <laughs> so that's the it's a live recording. We'll keep that bit in just for in a Manchester, while. you know, the sirens. <laughs> but um, yeah, so games and women's ticket prices and women's games are super affordable. Um, tickets were cheaper, it's like fifteen pounds, ten pounds for the the higher seats. But most of the stadiums, you know, they weren't full, so you could move around and walk. I, you know, I went to games myself, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to sit next to this person and ask, you know, who they support. And um, that's how I planned it. They were quite cheap, you know. You find hotels under fifty pounds as well, and you just I just went for it. I just thought, you know what, nothing's stopping me. This is my holiday for the year. Going yep. a home tournament. <laughs> when are we ever going to get a home tournament like this again? The World Cup's in Australia next year. I've got no chance of going there, but make the most of it while I was in England and can get to as many games as I can. Absolutely, you saw your chance, and you well and truly took it. And I admire that a lot. I think that's 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 quite. Um... It's quite a brazen and brave thing to do, but I really do admire the fact that you've been like, you know what? I just said, this is my chance to do it. I'm just going to absolutely go for it and enjoy it. Now, you mentioned earlier that you are also a little bit of a netballer as well. So, again, the net, you said that the netball, the interest in the netball came really from playing it at school. Yeah. So, in terms of like leaving school and developing it, was it just sort of like a natural progression then to just keep playing that sport? Whereas, as you said, if you'd have had that opportunity with football, you may have done that instead. So was that the case with netball then, was it? No, unfortunately, I did drop netball at 17. I started working wow. I started working part-time at college at uh, McDonald's. I would work at the weekend. My shifts would be different times and my netball game would be different times. So I did, unfortunately, drop it. And now I'm just like, I shouldn't have done. I should have kept it going. And I think, I think women, women especially, we do drop sport for other reasons. Mm. And we should, like now, I'd pre I'd prioritise myself and say, no, you're going to tell your work, you're going to have Sundays off and you're going to go play a netball game because it's what I needed in my life which I forgot that I did need you know something mm. for mental health my physical health and honestly I'd put, put yourself first and just say I can't work this one day because I play netball and go for it even if you don't play a game just go to like a training session because it is team sport is so important you know like there is the gyms and the gyms are fantastic but it's such a solo experience and for me I'm such a team person team player and I need motivation from other people mm. um so yeah if i could tell my 17 year old self now don't work two shifts a week you know prioritize netball go to a netball game and you'll enjoy it and you'll stay you'll stay fit and social and stuff so in terms of getting back into netball then how did that come about was that just literally like one day you thought you know what i need to get back doing this again or was there something like did you see an advert for something that you thought well right you know what i used to play that i'll go back doing it again or yeah how did unfortunately, that come unfortunately it was the lockdown really to be honest um being at home and I did, probably about 10 years I didn't play netball because I was working at McDonald's and I was studying and then the lockdown had sort of changed my career and I now work in tech and work at home and have weekends off and I thought I'm gonna go play netball so when lockdown did lift I didn't want to join a football team I wanted to join a netball team but I've ended up doing both one's on Tuesday one's on Wednesdays one's on Thursday so <laughs> I, just, I mean I am doing something every day of the week now but it's what Which I need. is great 
yeah, it's yeah, great. Especially after working all day on, on, you know, at home in front of a computer. It's, like I said, to just switch your phone off and just not have a screen in front of you. It's just fantastic. I, it, it's exactly what I need for my mental health, to be honest. So who is it that you are? Are you currently playing that ball? Who is it that you play for if you do? Yeah, the just starting a team up. It's called Warriors Netball and we play in Oldham. Um, and we've actually got tickets to see, still going, I'm going to see the um, England Commonwealth game tomorrow in Birmingham. Because oh, wow. um, um, England netball actually won the gold medal at the last Commonwealth game. So I'm hoping they win it again, home tournament. Commonwealth Games is in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm excited to go see that tomorrow. <laughs> I was just about to ask you about that, actually, because we got a pretty dramatic ending to that. that well, I mean, we got a dramatic ending to the Euros final on Sunday with an extra time yeah. goal. Even more dramatic than that was the the last ten seconds, even of that Commonwealth goal final. Yeah, it looked like it was headed. Was it for? I, I mean, I've, I've I watched I watched it back yesterday in sort of preparation for this, and I saw that in the last sort of ten seconds it was fifty one all, and then in the last second they made it fifty two fifty one. And I know yeah. I saw like you see like Tracy Neville going absolutely mad. Yeah, I mean, as a fan of the sport, was that as sort of comparable as Sunday was? Was it? in equal measure how, how yeah. did that one make you feel when you were watching that again you just get that excitement and just want for england to do well that i just get so excited tomorrow we're playing new zealand which is going to be a really tough game and and that's why i love sports it can go either way you know you've got 11 players on the pitch or however many in netball anything could happen on the day you know um, and it's so it can be so unpredictable for football and netball and so excited to see if the netball girls can do it as well and get the gold medal um at the commonwealth games um but yeah, both this. I want to try and get some more netball games next season, um, because Manchester Thunder actually won the league as well. So, but football takes up most of my life. But um, <laughs> going home and away at Manchester City, I've got my season ticket for the next season, and yeah, hopefully we can get a few more than a thousand a game. I was just about to, so I was just about to sort of move on. Ask you a little bit about about City. So obviously you you became a City fan pretty much because you were like, well, you know, I want to watch more football in Manchester, and they were probably. The most accessible team for you to go to or watch because I just mentioned United Women they play in Lee, which I think is horrendous. I think they need to get that. They need to get, try and get them into in, like more towards sort of like central Manchester. I'm right? sure there's some like empty stadium closer to the city centre that they could play at. I don't know really, it's just Trafford or well, that area. Yeah, well, the, the, so United reserve team used to ground share with Oldham FC. And I don't know, I don't right. quite know why that partnership ended because when I found out they were forming a women's team, I thought, oh, surely they'll, they'll go there or they'll, yeah. they'll find, like you say, you know, they'll find somewhere. When they were said it was Lee Sports Village, it was a bit like, hmm, okay, it's a bit left field, but okay. Yeah, I keep, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of them, like for me, I, I don't drive and I've been wanting to go watch the women's team for a long time, but the fact that you see Lee, that because I'm a United fan, the yeah. fact that you see Lee puts me off massively because I'm like, how am I going to get there? But I have bought a ticket yeah. to watch them play Reading in uh, in a few weeks' time, and I'll cross that bridge when I get to it in terms of getting there and back. Yeah, it's yeah. about an hour bus from town. So I'll let we'll blind right? Okay, I'm, at least I'm well prepared for that anyway. But so in terms of like obviously following City, so you mentioned um Bobby Keller who scored the winner on Sunday. Is she your favourite player then, or is there a different player who plays for City that, that you've got as a favourite? I, I play defence in that ball, so I've always okay. picked my favourite players as defenders. Um we had Lucy Bronze come back from Leon. She won the Champions League three times with I managed to see I was so buzzing to see her, but because it's been locked down, I only managed to see her about a few five times play for Manchester City, unfortunately, because the last season was behind closed doors. And now she's moving to Barcelona, which is insane. Um, so we, we have got a brand new team this season because a lot of the core players have gone, but we have got 
the, the main lioness is Chloe Kelly, who did score the winner, um, Ellen White, who scored lots of goals as well, and Lauren Hemp as well is just insane, insanely good. Um, but yeah, I just hope we can actually improve the attendances. I mean, the first game of the season isn't looking very good. We've got um, a 7pm kickoff, which, you know, when I said it's mainly for families, 7pm on a Sunday for a Manchester City game, it's not, it's not ideal. You mean the kids are going to go to bed at that 7pm on a Sunday? You want them in the, st the stadium, put it at like 2pm on a Sunday so the, the fans can get there, let alone the Arsenal fans. How are they going to get to Manchester at 7pm on a Sunday? Um, so little things like that are blocking us, especially when they put a Man City men's game and a Man City women's game on the same day because people, even if it's in a way, because it can't be the same home, but even if the way people are going to choose to watch the men's over the women's, so little blockers like this, they need to start out to improve the attendances. Yeah, Ian Wright was saying something like that on the, on Sunday after the game. To be fair, which I mean, he's absolutely spot on with. You know, they need to they need to make it make sense. They need to they need to help the fans be able to go. You know, people want bums on seats. They need to make it easier to be able to put bums on seats to be able to do that. I think even like <clears throat> seeing all the newspapers the day after we want Lionesses won the final. The Manchester Evening News said made in Manchester because. You know, even though I am a City fan, I still have respect for United because I grew up a United fan. To have the two goals scored by players who are training and playing in Manchester is fantastic for Manchester as well. And I hope boosts any female that's inspired by Ella Toon's goal and Chloe Kelly to come and play football in Manchester and find a club and you will, you will enjoy it. In terms of sort of you playing for Manchester Laces and playing in the Alternative Football League, you mentioned before that in netball you play, play defence is that your position in football as well are you a defender yeah I'm very much a beginner so I, I, I chose to play defence centre back um, but we mainly play seven sides um, because that's how I know sort of defensive mindset even though a lot of netball I can't really do but um, just been learning as I go really because I am a beginner and I'm not the best but um, it's having support of people around you who you know I've scored quite a few own goals in the um, AF league which has not been fun <laughs> but um you know, my team are, team are yelling at me and, you know, helping me and hopefully I can score an actual goal next season, which is starting soon. So, yeah, it's been fun. So, you said then about the season restarting soon. So, how many games is there across the season then for, for in the Alternative Football League? Um, I think it depends on how many teams there is. The first season we played each team twice. The last season we didn't. I probably should read my emails in the group chat because I've <laughs> thought I've avoided the group chat for a while and I've got like a, a hundred unread messages, but I've paid my fee and I'm ready. I think it's starting the 17th of August, but I'm not sure how many, I think it depends on how many teams there is. Um, and sometimes we have a bye week if there's not enough players, mm. but um, it, it was our first taste of playing in a league really, you know, seven aside um, leagues are common in men's, but we never really thought of a women's one. So I'm so glad they set this one up because it's, it's such a friendly atmosphere and, you know, when I lose, after the game, you say well played to someone and I feel like we actually mean it and we actually take a group photo with the other team and, um, yeah, I've, all my teammates I've met and really bonded with and and I feel like we all have a special bond and, you know, we're, we're hoping to get a kit as well for the new season, new um, hair scrunchies as well. We've been so inspired <laughs> by the um, Happy Sundays kit, that ma map of Manchester, oh, it looks so good. So, um, yeah, we, we were talking about to Joe about trying to get a sponsor and stuff like that. So we just need to learn from the best and try and get one now. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you know, Joe has done a lot for us in, in terms of um, in terms of like sort of the admin side of things out. But I love the fact you mentioned there's something that we do as well that our lady, well, something that the ladies team do. The men's team don't do it and it annoys me. I think we should do it. 
But taking a picture at the end of the session is just to sort of show who's turned up, you know, the different sort of people, different people, different backgrounds that you have, all sorts of different people, different walks of life, turning up and playing football and enjoying it. And, you know, everyone, I'm sure everyone's got a smile on their face at the end of the, at the, end of the session with the picture. Yeah. I just think that's a really, really sort of nice thing to do. And again, I wish I wish that we did more of it over over on the men's team. I think that's something that might have to nick off you uh, going yeah. forwards, to be fair. But in terms of so in terms of like the legacy that England and the Lionesses winning the Euros will have before you said that the next game at Wembley is obviously sold out. So that's the legacy sort of starting already. We expect that the attendances in the WSL will improve across the season. Hopefully they will, as I mentioned a moment ago, improve the kickoff times to make that make that viable for fans. But for you as a supporter, going to the, all these games and whatnot, what is the dream for you as a as a fan of women's football in particular? What's the dream for you? What what do you want to see happen with the women's game going forward now? I want to see the Academy Stadium full every single week. You know, my favourite game of the season last season was the Manchester Derby. It was the first one we've had at the Academy and it was sold out. And just because the academy is like my second home and to see it full full of kids i mean little things like that don't cost a lot of money that the clubs can do like face painting the mascots the moonies of course are great for the kids flags free flags you know, a small free gift like that is fantastic for kids i want to come back and you know being able to get a, a selfie with a player is just fantastic and i really hope none of that changes and the fact we have got the manchester derby at the at the etihad 11th of December coming up oh I'm so excited for that to play in the men's stadiums because it's great to play in the men's stadiums but we want to be selling out mm. the academy stadiums and the smaller stadiums week in week out and um that's what I really want to see is is just the the home stadiums full not just the men's stadiums now and again the United players played at Old Trafford last year that was fantastic and we got I think 29,000 people but a lot of that was free tickets and we want to get families coming back you know it's really cheap for a family like I said for City I think it's eight pound for a seat on the side or 12 pound for a seat in the middle for kids I think it's even cheaper like five pound four pound it's cheaper than the cinema you know taking your family to go to a football game it's cheaper than um, a cinema ticket for your family really that so that's what I really want to see. I saw a tweet yesterday from somebody. I, don't, I can't remember who it was, but they said that they've just bought a ticket for Man United women and it was £38. Right. Now, I've got a season ticket for the men's team at Old Trafford. It's in the, the Stratford end of the top tier. But that cost me £703, which works out at £38 per game. Whereas I could have got, whereas I could have paid for one game an entire an entire season to watch the women's team, which is just crazy. One thing that Ian Wright was calling for on Sunday, and I like Scott as well, and a lot of the ex-players who were covering the game, they were obviously calling for equality within the, sort of the men's and the women's game. But one thing that obviously you mentioned then that you don't really want to see is an increase in sort of like ticket prices and whatnot, because you don't want that to put off fans, especially like now, it's had it's had such exposure and whatnot. The last thing they want to do is increase things, which would have, which is going to put fans off maybe attending. But in terms of sort of getting equality with the men's game, if you like, what more do you think needs to be done? I think um, having more sponsorships and more partners. You know, I think City is a great example that the, you know I've, I've been to the Etihad for men's games. I've managed to get free, a few free tickets from a few things advertise the women's games in the program you know at the mm. stands where you can up for a beer show the women's game that is on and i think you know we have a shared instagram account man city women man city men's 
share it so people who are following an account can see the women's game and support it and call, you know mm. we need male allies to, to to grow the women's game as well you know if you, if you see anything that's wrong you should report it and you know encourage your friends that you know women's football is all right you should come to a game and i think as long as we um, get the attendances right and sort out the kickoff times and not clashing with men's games you know if someone's even though City are away, people are going to go home and watch it rather than coming to a home city, uh, women's games, especially the FA Cup semi-finals mm. last year. They were both at the same time, the same day. Come on, people. Are, it's supposed to be one club. You want to support your men and your women and give people the opportunity for it. It's not the mm. women's or the men's. It's Man City. And I think other clubs need to do more about that. You know, there was a Man City picture where you've got the men and the women together in a picture, you know, like... Um, a squad photo more clubs need to do that and you know yeah the men's players could be doing more for the women's tweeting about the games especially the england men they've done a lot for the women's um, euros and posted on their instagram and it might just be an instagram post but it means so much in visibility that people might have thought women play football okay mm. let's see, see this and then it grows the game like small things like that exactly and in terms of like in terms of visibility as i mentioned at the start your instagram account shining a light not just as you mentioned on the lionesses games that you went to but all the other ones you went to for different countries as well is that something that you want to carry on doing going forward like blogging or vlogging games and just getting the exposure out there on your own sort of personal account is that something that you want to do and you want to keep enjoying honestly it was my mom and my auntie that was like you need to document this euro journey some way and like i said i am quite a shy quiet person and the thought of videoing myself talking scares the life out of me. I was like, who's going to see this? But honestly, I've had so many people that said to me, they've enjoyed watching my Euro stories just from Instagram and Twitter. And oh, I think, I think it's been brilliant. Honestly, I watched, I've, as I say, I've watched this sort of sporadically throughout the tournament. I just thought, this is so good. And then when the opportunity obviously arose for me to, to chat to you about yeah. it on this, I was like, I'm going to mention that. I mentioned the fact that I've watched them because as I say, it made me insanely jealous. But at the same time, I was like, how brilliant that you are out there living your best life, yeah. if you like watching all these games and being able to document it in such a unique way. So yeah, bought, keep keep on doing it, please. And then you bought a ticket to go see Man United v Reading as well. So amazing to see that and hear that. And <laughs> I, I want to go to that game now. I mean, <laughs> I like the fact Liverpool have just been promoted. I, I go to every game I can. So um, if there's a, a game in the North West that I can get to, we've now got Liverpool, Everton, Man United, Man City. I'm going to go to a game. And a New Year's resolution of mine was to go to some championship games as well. So I really do want to try and see as many other games as possible support the lower leagues as well and i'd love to come and see maybe altrincham or you know some other lower leagues teams um to support them and i think anyone should do that you know whatever women's team even if you don't live in the northwest and you've not got a massive wsl club like man city or man united see what women's football there are in your team go to a, you know i can't remember what the leagues are called but the lower leagues go and see a game and support your local team just what if you want to give yourself a little bit of a plug then for your social media so on instagram where could we find you what's your username on there I think it's C Wilkins Eight, a bit of a mixture on Twitter. Some places I've talked it, some places I've not. So C Wilkins Eight or C Wilkins underscore Eight. I enjoy going to games and making little videos of it and stuff. And yeah, I've I've put out there as well. If anyone's got any questions or needs help or you know, I I went to the women's game after the women's World Cup by myself. I know what it's like to go to a game by yourself. If you're unsure and want to go to a game, send me a message because I'd honestly meet you at a game and sit next to you because it's mainly unreserved seating and if someone's feeling nervous but wants to go to a game let's let's get rid of that and get rid of that blocker and that fear and get people at games and yeah i'm looking forward to the next season maybe a long august <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, brilliant. That's as I said, Charlotte. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, I really do appreciate it. Thanks for giving us a little bit of an insight into sort of your your journey into football, which is very, very recent, as you mentioned then. But thank you for giving a, a little bit of an insight into that. Thanks for obviously sharing about your experience, what you've described as the best summer of your life, which it really did look like it was. Please do go and check out Charlotte's Instagram, see Wilkie's 8 on Instagram. Check out all the pictures from a journey across an unforgettable summer for the Lionesses. And once again, thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate you being along. Enjoyed it, thanks.